Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Mo Brooks is creating jobs out of state. Also, there's a new U.S. Senate candidate. And Kay Ivey calls a special session. Look out for those rotten tomatoes. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome. Hi, hey guys. guys. How are y'all? Fantastic. Well, we, we <laughs> used to have an old saying, you know, the, the legislature's coming into town to hide your women, your liquor, and your money. But yes. now you got to hide a lot more than that, Josh. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better hide everything when they come to town. Hey, with this bunch, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, Jeez. I know. So Governor Kay Ivey has announced that there will be a, a call for a special session uh, to begin on October 28th. That'll be next week. And the 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 point of the the session is to address reapportionment, and redistricting, which should be. Uh, Interesting to say the least. I, I can't imagine that the Democrats are going to be particularly happy uh, with mm-hmm. how the Republicans draw the district lines. Uh, with the regerrymandering, you mean? Yeah, I got you. Regerrymandering. Yeah. Yes. Regerrymandering. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, uh, Susan, I mean, it, it should be an interesting session for sure. It should be. And it's going to go pretty much the same as it's always gone. The Republicans are going to re- redistrict and, and try to stack and pack and do all the things that they do to make sure that the Republican majority or supermajority, I should say, stays in power, and Democrats are going to, you know, yell about it, and mm. it's basically it's going to be a rewind. I mean, we haven't seen the maps yet, but uh, Josh, I don't think there'll be many great surprises, do you? I, I don't think so. I mean, I know that there's a lot of pressure uh, right now being applied by by Democrats and and some other groups out there, uh, you know, some nonpartisan groups uh, that are really trying to push for uh, the idea of keeping counties whole. Uh, which mm-hmm. is something that's right. in the in the guidelines uh, that they're supposed to do. They're supposed to keep counties whole and, and not have these little slivers of districts, you know, shooting over into other counties so you can they wrestle control him. away from people. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Right, uh, You know, I know in, in talking to some people right now, the way the maps have been drawn, uh, that was a focus. Uh, now, will that ultimately be the map that gets out? I, you know, I would, I would suspect not. And, uh, you know, and I, you know, I just would would encourage people this is not a good way to do things you know uh, to, to get involved in this you you need to know what's kind of going on because this determines who who's going to represent you and how competitive those races are going to be and whether right. or not your voice is going to be heard in this and and the way that we're doing it is so counterintuitive to the representative government that we we claim to want uh that you know i, I don't think it's a good thing and we're you see the result of it in our state I mean, and I, I think I, we go back to 2010, which seems ancient now, but yeah. the lines that the Republicans won under in 2010 were actually drawn by the Democrats mm-hmm. yep. in 2000. You know, those mm-hmm. were the ones that were instituted. 
So they obviously were drawn a little bit more fairly or without as much sense of, hey, but I don't think the Democrats ever saw this, uh, this Republican wave coming. No, and, and listen, they, 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 they weren't. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that there there's any questions that the Democrats tried their best to draw the lines as favorably as possible to them and still meet the court did. standards. And, and but and that's what I'm talking about. This is all the way around. This is not a this is not a good system that we have. There there are there's no. a better way where we could create a panel of people, uh, you know, and ensure that these districts are are, are drawn up more fairly. Uh, and you know, that's where we should should be shooting for. And we should never leave the people who's jobs are at stake uh, and allow them to draw up their own district lines. It's just never yeah. going to work out good for us. I, I know for a fact that here in Etowah County, there's a sliver of Etowah County that is has uh, St. Clair County voters in it. So since you've got St. Clair County voters, which is a neighboring county, deciding mm-hmm. for senatorial races in Etowah County. Yeah. Really? Well, it, 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 the Democrats do it. The Republicans do it. They both do I it. think we really, if, if we really cared about democracy the way we say we do, it would be handled by a panel. I want to move on. I know from talking to uh, the, the people in Montgomery, one of the big issues is that the governor is going to have to try to keep the nonsense out of the session. Ah, good luck there's, with that. There's one, there's one thing that, should, that is def, definitely in the call. And that is redistricting. But they're coming along with critical race theory. They're coming along with vaccine, banning vaccine mandates. Mm -hmm. The business community, Josh, wants these vaccine mandates. Uh, But you've got the base of the Republican Party who does not. What I think the Ivy administration would like to do is have a straight up and down, just let's focus on the real issues facing Alabama, the constitutional issues, good luck with that. and not the craziness. Yeah, yeah, and exactly like Susan said, good luck with that. I, you know, I, I believe that's probably going to be the, the call that she puts out is, is just going to be for redistricting, and that's what it's going to be focused on. But then, you know, anybody can introduce anything, and you, if you can get it to two-thirds, you, you then have to consider it. So, uh, you know, I would suspect that there will probably be, at least in the House, there will probably be some craziness uh, that, that takes place yeah. because, you know, God knows they love it. I would, I would suspect that they're going to address critical race theory and not the fact that we can't feed any of the kids in school anymore uh, because, exactly. you know, why address a real problem when you could go after one that doesn't exist? And, you know, speaking of which, isn't it weird how much we protect Confederate monuments, but we don't want to teach what the people in the monuments actually did? Uh, so it's, you know, I, I just think that they're going to have a real problem with this thing, is what I think. They're going to have a real problem with grandstanding because it's election season and it's time right. for the chickens to dance. Exactly. Well, and what I think is going to happen is probably we're going to see Governor Ivey come out and make some kind of proclamation or executive order. She's going to order. do something. Well, no, but I mean, she's going to come out and say no vaccine mandates by uh, Fiat, by mm-hmm. Governor Fiat, just to calm it down. You know what I mean? I just, I, that's a very real possibility. Uh, it, it, it's a, She's a Southern governor in a Southern state that has a primary, right? So this is the, those the, mandates are are very popular. I mean, they're they're popular with voters and they're popular with business owners. Of course, they're. Susan and I were in a place the other day, clearly stated medical facility. Everyone like five signs everywhere must wear a mask to enter this facility. We were the only people, other than the healthcare providers, that had on masks. Yep. And nobody said anything because no. they don't want to get in fights with people who don't wear masks. No. 
And let, listen, let's talk about the mandates. 98 and I was against the wall. Sure 98% of the Navy, United States Navy, is vaccinated. Yep. Most hospitals around the country have 98% vaccination rate. It's not costing jobs. It's not harming United people. Airlines has 99% of their people vaccinated. Yeah, mo most police forces working. and fire departments. Most police right. uh, forces and fire departments have, have well over 90%. And numbers are going down. The right. numbers right. are going down. All right, well, that's going to have to be the last word on this one. We'll be right back. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We have a vaccine mandate in this house. Yeah, we do. All right. Now we entry. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you, too, to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, but fortunately, you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. I do want to cover one other thing that I think could come up in the special, and that is that the legislature votes to allocate money to the hospitals and other health care providers from the uh, American Rescue Plan Act. I think that may Arpa. really happen. Uh, Arpa. Well, they've already yeah. allocated... Uh, you know, 400 million out of the, the for the prisons, they yeah. should actually allocate it for something that it was actually provided for. Well, they need a stopgap. They need a bridge uh, to get get through this. I, I want to go back to the politics of the politics. Mike Duran uh, became nationally known for the movie Black Hawk Down. He was subject of that movie. He was captured in Somalia, held for 11 days. And he has now uh, thrown his hat in the ring for the U.S. Senate race. Josh, he is a former POW, and he says he is a Trump Republican. I don't know how you square that one. I, I don't either. Not, not only that, he also worked on John McCain's campaign and uh, was a big admirer of, of the former Arizona senator, and, and, and rightfully so. I like John McCain myself uh, a lot. And, uh, you know, I didn't always agree with him, but I, I appreciated his, his service and, uh, you know, being a kind of a pro-military guy, I, I kind of liked, you know, what he did. And uh, yeah. to, to hear Trump, uh, you know, just degrade him, uh, viciously over and over and over again and famously mm -hmm. say that uh, McCain was only a war hero because he was captured and that he liked people who weren't captured. Um, and then to have a guy who was a POW and who was, uh, you know, a, a big admirer of, of McCain come out as a pro-Trump guy. I just, it's, why, I, why do we do this? Why are we doing this? Okay, I have a real issue with this. My dad was a World War II prisoner of war in a German starvation camp. And the mm. fact that they are bantering this shit around 
as 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 something that that oh I'm just my blood is so hot right now, and for him to say pro Trump, yeah. really when he says only losers get captured, my dad when he got out of the starvation camp was 97 pounds. They couldn't move him for two weeks. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's, I, I, it's offensive, then, man. It's offensive to a lot of of, of yeah. truly great Americans. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's how it is. what he did and and how and this love of this crazy person is so offensive to so many people. And I honestly, I don't understand the military support for him and and the way he gets by with this. I, I just don't. Well, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, uh, Mr. Durant looks like an attractive candidate. I, I yeah. don't know where his base is. If you look at Katie Britt has pretty much wrapped up the alpha, the rural vote endorsement. Uh, she's probably gonna wrap up the business endorsement. Mm-hmm. Mo Brooks has the crazies. I don't know where uh, Mr. Durant fits in, but obviously mm-hmm. he, he thinks he has a shot. I mean, his net worth reportedly is around $120 million. He started a business in Huntsville Pinnacle Solutions. But he's from New Hampshire. He is from New Hampshire. Tommy Tuberville is probably the first... Well, he still lives in Florida. Probably the first Alabama senator to not be from Alabama. I don't know, but I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, it it just, you know, you're right. I don't know. It it seems as though he's trying to carve out some ground to the right of Mo Brooks, which would be pretty difficult to do, I would say. Um, and, And I don't know exactly how many people are also standing on that ground. Um, yeah. And you know, and it's easy to it's easy to attack Mo Brooks on a lot of things because he certainly has a lot of flaws. Uh, but you're right; I, I just don't understand where he's going to fit into this race. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, look, he looks like an attractive candidate. He's a war hero. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's, he's a pilot. Yankee. He's got a lot of money. And he's a Yankee. Nobody cares if he's a Yankee, according to Susan. Yeah. That, I, listen, I, I've heard he's a, he's a very nice guy and and, and a decent yeah. man to work for, but. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, that's, that's all I know about him. And, and I'm afraid that may be all I ever know about him. Yeah. But anyway, I, I don't just, I'm certainly not disparaging him. He, no, he I'm not either. He's, I'm just, he's, he's I just question the country. Trump loyalty. I just don't understand. Him. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, that's that. it. I, 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 and that's grabbing votes. And if you take your POW status and you grab votes for it, I have a real problem with that. Anyway, uh, fundraising, uh, basically Katie Britt outraised everybody by a long shot. Mo Brooks uh, raised about uh, a little less than 670000 and And Susan, it looks like John, he's creating jobs. Mo Brooks is creating in jobs. In Alabama. You know what? He's not creating them in Alabama because he only spends one-fifth of his money here. Out of a half a million dollars in the last three months, he spent a little over 100000 in the state. Everything else was out of state. Yeah, every, everything else was out of state. $400,000. State. I mean, Josh, I mean, you know, you, you would think that some of these candidates would want to invest in Alabama talent. You know, I know Angie Angie Horn has won a bunch of elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know a lot of people that, in Alabama that won elections. Mm-hmm. But evidently, There's nobody talented here, according to him. Mo, Mo Brooks obviously thinks that you need to bring in out-of-state talent. He's not yeah, part of yeah. the swamp. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, I guess it could be that nobody in the state wants to work with him because we know him the best. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it does seem as though you would want to, uh, you know, to, to work with the people who've helped you get elected in the past. Uh, you know, because surely that there have been Alabama people who have helped him uh, get elected to the to the House uh, and to, to all those other positions that he's held over the last forty years. So you would think that there would there would be you, you would devote most of your money to those folks, but 
I guess maybe, well, maybe they don't want to work with him. I don't know. He, he's anti-swamp, so apparently people out of state keep him out of the swamp. No, because they're D.C. folks. They're right in the swamp. Arlington, Virginia Oops. folks. It is yeah. the swamp. Oops. But I just think it's interesting that so many times, Josh, we see this where these these big candidates, they go to out-of-state companies, I mean, and uh, they probably are all doing it. But to yeah. spend Most all... Most of them actually are. Huh? Most of them actually are. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know of any of the Senate candidates that don't have out-of-state people working for them. I just wonder, spending that kind of money out-of-state, it just, to me, it sends the wrong message. But maybe that's because I do all my business in-state, except yeah, well, Amazon. Which, which doesn't yeah. make any sense to me because people in D.C. don't understand Alabamians. Alabamians are a different creature. We're a totally different creature. So how can D.C. people understand how we're going to vote or how we true. think? That, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. We are particular people down here. Peculiar. Pe- anyway. Peculiar, Oops. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Josh, uh, you know, you, you had a great column this week about dancing, the dancing chicken, but we won't mm-hmm. have enough time to get into it, but I, I recommend that people read your column on the dancing chicken and your podcast. How can they watch your podcast? Oh, Alabama Politics This Week. Uh, yeah, check us out at, uh, on, on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your, uh, your, your podcast from. You can find us uh, there. Just search for Alabama Politics Our- This Week. More, more people watch your podcast than any of these so-called talk, talking head radio shows. Combined. Combined. If you took all of their viewerships or listenerships, they, they don't have the numbers that your podcast has. All right. Well, we have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you, too, to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, but fortunately, you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, uh, a story came out of Business Insider this week that you you also reported on that uh, Mo Brooks, uh, who has been railing against vaccines, vaccine mandates, and and all that, uh, turns out that Mr. Brooks and his wife took advantage of the Pfizer uh, boom and Mm -hmm. invested a bunch of money in Pfizer and then then rode the wave up and then sold it and uh, then failed to disclose it in the uh, required length of time. Oops. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, Business Insider rep- reported that and uh, had some good details and a, and a nice interview with uh, with Martha Brooks, uh, Mo's wife, and uh, in which she took full responsibility for uh, for failing to file those disclosures, although I'm not really sure it's on her to do that, uh, but um, pretty sure it's on him. Uh, the yeah, I mean that's exactly what they did. I mean they they you know the, their advisor 
uh, according to Martha Brooks, told them to buy this Pfizer stock, which they already owned roughly $20,000 worth of, of Pfizer stock, which was inherited uh, when uh, Mo Brooks' mother passed away. And um, so they added to that uh, up to $50,000. And, you know, they uh, then, then decided to sell it uh, while at the same time Mo was railing against these vaccines and vaccine mandates and uh, questioning whether or not Pfizer had acted appropriately and in, uh, in disclosing the effectiveness of the vaccine. Uh, you know, you, I don't know if y'all remember that little incident where oh, he, oh, they talk, yeah. hey, oh, he yeah. said that he was, uh, you know, that, that they had withheld that until after the election to hurt Trump, and which was, you know, the the, the CEO of Pfizer was like, what? No, that's not how this works. Uh, so, no. uh, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, it, it was just a weird sort of sort of deal, and he missed the deadline. Of course, you know, these are Congress people, so there's actually no real no, consequence no. for doing anything no. illegal. No. no. You know, no, so, no. you know, you can just do whatever the hell you want to when you get there. Uh, well, it, this is the stock act. Basically, they charge him two hundred fifty bucks. You know, yeah. if, they, actually, they won't. They won't even charge him that. They that you've got thirty days, and then if you violate that, it's supposed to be two hundred dollars. But then they've been typically just been giving you another thirty days, and if they you get it within that period of time, they go ahead and waive the two hundred bucks. Only in Congress, right? Yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah, well, it's the same it's way with you with speeding tickets, right? I mean, that, don't they just waive that if you tell them, hey, I was only going within 30 miles over the speed limit, right? Yeah, exactly. It happens all the time. Uh, on, on the good news side of things, the Women's Fund of Greater Alabama has now, of Greater Birmingham, the Women's Fund of Greater Birmingham, Susan, has now become uh, a statewide foundation to empower women. I, it has. Th this was a new announcement last week. They have done a great work. The Women's Foundation of Alabama is an organization that changes lives. It is. It, it, it raises women's equality up. It, it, it looks everything through the gender lens. Uh, it, it really is an equal opportunity organization, and I think it going statewide is going to be profound for Alabama. It really is going to empower a lot of women statewide. To, to go forth and do a lot of things that we like to do, which is help people and, 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 and get our agenda win. They're really a philanthropic group for women and women's issues. I, I spoke with uh, Melanie Bridgeforth, the president CEO the other day, and I asked her how was that going with Governor Ivy, having a female governor, and with some of our more conservative men who sometimes don't seem to take women's issues mm -hmm. as as seriously as we ought to. Sometimes. And she said that... <laughs> always. She said that they're, they, the group has had a good working relationship with all those folks, and they feel like that, that they can make good headway on empowering women. And I, I hope she's right. She is certainly a go-getter and a very impressive woman. Yeah. Well, maybe I hope they have. I hope they have all the success in the world, especially uh, getting more uh, women elected into into state office. Because God knows the men are not doing a great job. Well, uh, but, I mean, this this is going to help with that, and, and it's going to be a crawl. It's going to be a climb, but it always is with women's issues. Well, I think that the, you know, we, the more we empower women, the better the society is. Uh, I don't. I don't know where they get all these notions that women are second-class citizens or should be. Because you're afraid of us. Well, I am certainly afraid of you, but uh, yeah, I don't know if everyone is. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Gina Maiola, who has been Governor Kay Ivey's press secretary for the last several years, has now become the communications director after 
Leah Garner uh, decided to go back into the education sector, and uh, we're looking forward to working with Gina more closely. Yeah, I think she'll do a good Gina. job. Gina's great. Uh, she, she does a good job. Uh, also this week, we found out that uh, Mobile's Victor Gaston, who's been the uh, pro tem uh, speaker, speaker pro tem of the house, he is retired. Uh, Josh, he's been there since the 80s, long time. But we're seeing a lot of people are gonna retire uh, yeah. that are not running. And I, I wonder, you know, we've had a lot of new people come in four years ago. It looks like we're gonna have a bunch of new people coming in now. How do you think that's gonna affect things when we get people that really don't know the process and, and don't, don't they, they think that Alabama politics is an onion that they're trying to peel. Well, once yeah. you start peeling, it's not an onion. It's not, it's not even close. <laughs> No, no, it's not. I mean, you know, I think the, to me, the, the scariest part of it is, is that we, because of the gerrymandering that we talked about earlier, we, we've pushed people to the ideological edges. Um, yeah. And so when you replace these people that, that have been around for a long time, what we have typically seen is you replace them with somebody uh, that is to the ideological extreme. Uh, and, yeah. and so we've got people on both sides, obviously far fewer uh, liberals uh, than we have conservatives. Uh, and they're trying to out conservative each other for the most part. And, uh, you know, that causes a lot of problems. And we're seeing we, we just discussed some of these problems earlier in, in being able to have a special session on redistricting that's going to be overrun by all these idiots uh, that are doing crazy things. And so that, that's what we're gonna, that's what we're dealing with now. You know, and I think I, I, if that's not evidence of fixing the redistricting process, I don't know what is. The good news is, is, is though, if you've got an overwhelming majority of people, new people coming in, they don't understand the process. And the process, if you haven't been around it, is very arduous. And if you don't understand it and you get confused, what's going to happen is actually going to slow the process down, which could be a good thing. Well, the thing that bothers me most of all, I think, about this is that we, we have politicians now who only govern to the base, mm -hmm. which is really a small percentage of the party. Uh, yes. If you look at the Republican Party, the base, the 10, 20, maybe even 30 percent, is not representative of the whole, mm -hmm. but they govern to that part. Now, mm -hmm. I don't see the Democrats, you know, pandering to the liberals here because they're just, it isn't that radical here. But no. again, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. We're going to have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. <laughs>